Uh, so, the other thing that features prominently on your Twitter handle is that you are a Christian. And uh, we, we do talk about that periodically on, the, our, on our podcast, and we're passionate about it ourselves. Why do you think this matters for, say, a Christian? Like, I'm not talking to a libertarian when I'm going to church. I'm talking to just some regular Christian. Why should they care about um, this without any sort of, um, sure. you know, they're probably not Misesian economists in any way? Well, the first thing I want to do is refute the number one response I get from Christians about Bitcoin, which is to say, wait a minute, isn't that the mark of the beast? Um, Seriously? I've never and heard say, that. Yeah, pretty, pretty much People not. People say that? Oh my gosh, all the time. I get that all the time. Um, I might go to like a ridiculously conservative church as far as I can understand, but like, I think email is still pretty scary. Um but um, no, seriously, I get that. And um, I can understand it's uh, in theory. It, Bitcoin wants to be a global currency, a global reserve currency. Um, Don't tell them about the Bretton Woods agreement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, the, uh, well, I mean, if the US dollar was good enough for Jesus, it's good <laughs> enough for me. I'm sorry, I use that joke way too much about everything, but it's always funny. <laughs> Quick, Mark of the Beast. Um, my, the biggest refutation I have for that is simply that the Mark of the Beast comes with um, some sort of totalitarian regime where um, this is not an option for the people uh, who want to conduct commerce. They have to get the mark or else they don't eat food. It's kind of the way that I'm reading it. Um, and that is not what Bitcoin is. More than anything, Bitcoin is the freedom the liberty to opt out of whatever totalitarian system there is if your government is issuing currency controls if your government is actively debasing your currency or if your government's just at war and you don't want to be associated with that you can say i am done i'm switching to this this other currency and this is the first time in human history that people could do that um and the governments could not stop it um so yeah uh, it's not the mark of the beast as far um, as I'm concerned. However, I will say that if Bitcoin does become associated with the beast, the moment that I realize it, um, I will uh, stop promoting it and I will be excited because that means the return of Jesus is soon. <laughs> well, I, you know, this is probably where my reading of Revelation is, differs from the common one now. But honestly, I see far more connection between you know you were you were kind of joking about that but the dollar is really much closer to a mark of the beast like you've got um you know the 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 beast if you know if if my reading of it is correct then the beast in in the book of revelation represents the roman empire um and i'm an idealist when i read the Re book of revelation so i think it's representing both what was going on at the time that he was writing and just the way the world works, this side of Christ returning. And if that's the case, then really the dollar is closer to a mark of the beast. Like you can't, we are legally not allowed to transact in competing currencies. You know, like this, that's, that's kind of a mark of the beast. Like unless you're holding this little green piece of paper or a little plastic thing that has is backed by those green pieces of papers right you can't yes. buy or sell absolutely like that's the mark of the beast 
Okay, so to your actual question, um, so why should Christians care, and then why is it useful? Um, the useful question is certainly a lot easier to answer, which is to say, um, anything that Bitcoin is good for can be applied to Christianity. Um, Bitcoin is good for censorship-resistant payments. Um, and uh, if you wanted to send money to your friends in Iran, um, you can do that with Bitcoin, and no government sanction can stop that. Or if you want to send money to your Christian missionary friends in some hostile anti-Christian country, you can do that, and no government is going to be able to stop you. Um, if you want to send money to disaster relief, if there's a tsunami, if there's an earthquake, the money will be there and be spendable in an hour or less. Um, whereas that might not be so true if you need to wire somebody money. That could date days or weeks. Um, I really like the, uh, uh, the anonymity. It allows just for like tithes and offerings. If I wanted to give money and not let my right hand know what my left hand was doing, I can do that where the church has no possible way of knowing where this money came from. Um, and so everything about Bitcoin can be applied to the church, or I guess the church can be applied to Bitcoin. Um, why they should care is I, less inherently Christian and uh, more just the U.S. dollar is not as strong as people think it is. Um, and if the church wants to um, be financially able to sustain itself um, well, I would say, um, then it should consider hedging against the U.S. dollar. I am aware that we worship a god with the sheep on a thousand hills, but I'm also aware of the parable of the shrewd manager where Jesus says, take your dirty money and make worldly friends with it because it's going away. And like the church needs to use money better than we have in the past. And I mean, at least in my upbringing, I can say um, money has been my favorite misquoted verse, the root of all evil. Um, and then it was a big realization in the last five, ten years that no, it isn't. Um, that's not even what the Bible says. You know, money is a root of, no, excuse me, the love of money is a root of many kinds of evil. Uh, but the, soul, the, the first purpose of money, just like everything else that exists, is to glorify God. And you can glorify God with a lot of money just as well as you can with a little money. And so um, the church needs to stop being afraid of money and start addressing it head on, or else there's the potential that all the money that the church currently has will become nothing if um, the U.S. dollar continues on the path that it is currently on. Did you, this is totally, I'm probably going to cut this out because it's unrelated. Um, you, you hear about this, that the Mormon church has a 100 billion, well, before the market downturn, they had a $100 billion investment fund. They own it was the Marriott like, hotels. Yeah, it was like it was like in mostly uh, liquid form too. Like, and they called it a rainy day fund. Like they, they had people interviewing them, and they're like, "I oh, don't know, we don't have any plans for this. This is just you know in case." But on it could be honestly just like they don't trust the dollar as much as maybe evangelicals do or something. And yeah. they're 
they they want to see their mission go forward and they they have a hundred billion dollars ready for it yeah that's the problem with evangelicalism is this sort of and, and many people have pointed it out and it's really what stands in our way of helping them to think about libertarianism economics bitcoin theology just anything in general like to, to get them to think deeply about things is so hard because there is this connection of evangelicalism to the historical um the um the second great awakening and revivalism that is so anti-intellectual it's just sort of like let's just get them to make a commitment get them in the kingdom and that's enough and that's that's all that matters the only thing that matters is things that get people in the kingdom without seeing that culture economics things like this matter beyond and and and, and yeah maybe that's why we keep getting beaten yeah i i remind the the so I went to uh, Calvin College in Michigan for a year, um, and like one of the things that I remember from it is there was just this like insane um, attachment to this Abraham Kuyper, Adam Kuyper, the phrase, there's not a single square inch over which God does not declare his sovereignty. And they just talk about this is my square inch or what is your square inch. And I just can't get that in my head, you know. Yes, Bitcoin will be used for very evil things, but so is the U.S. dollar. And God is sovereign over both of those. Um, and this is my square inch. I will declare the Lord's name in this fake internet magical beans um, until the day I'm called home. <laughs>